Hello, sexy nerds of the Nerd Imperium. Welcome to this week's episode of the Currently Nerdy Podcast. We are your inner conclave of nerdum. My name is Diz, and I am your pop culture and sports nerd. Ali? I am only your classic nerd. And I'm VM, your comic book nerd. So, um, just real quick, if you guys uh, are, are hearing some issues, it's because V uh, is using dial-up internet today. So Yeah, I'm on that 56K <laughs> right now. Yeah. yeah, I'm not exactly sure what's going on with this internet over there. He didn't pay his AOL bill, so his aim isn't working. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. My ICQ is all fucked up. <laughs> Dude, do you remember like those days, like logging onto the internet and then someone getting on the phone and just ruining your whole fucking connection, or like, the, them having to hear that? Yeah, that sound was. that weird dubstep yeah. noise. Any any time that would happen, my mom would just be like, "Don't get off the internet." Like she knew it was those were the days where you you know you either could talk on the phone or you were on the internet. No, and they didn't understand the concept of being on the internet. They thought it was a waste of time. Look, man. So here's what we did: we were revolutionary. I think we learned it from you, Ali. Uh, we got a second phone line in the house just for yeah, the internet. Yeah, I had. Yeah, so we were revolutionary in that aspect. Most people ended up doing that, having a separate line for for the internet yeah we, we never my family always had two lines like i never had that issue oh no like all my friends growing up only had the one line and then we ended up getting a second line when we got our computer and everything mm-hmm. Dude, i didn't get my first computer until like 1999 2000 what year did you guys get yours i was in i think when i first got my like home like a first home computer i think it was in mm-hmm. eighth ninth grade or something like that i got it relatively late i wasn't i didn't have the computer earlier on so it had been like 2000 2001 I think I was in eighth grade, yeah, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, so 1999. It was a... Uh, 99. I forgot what it was, to be honest with you. I mean, it doesn't really matter, right? Like, yeah, I mean... It was a know. PC. I just don't remember what PC it was. Yeah, well, because the, the 90s, Mac barely, or Apple barely existed in the 90s. I mean, by early 90s, by late, it was I, all dead. I think the first laptop I had was as a Dell. Yeah, no, I had like a gateway back in the day, and then from there... Then we did um, some like random place that like built a fucking computer for us. And like you got to like pick out all the specs you wanted and shit. Those were the days. I mean, I, I, I when I've got my first computer, I didn't have internet. Yeah, no, I, I didn't either. I was just playing like random solitaire games and shit on there and like yeah, writing. It stuff. took me like a year before I ended up getting internet. Yeah, I get that shit a little later, man. Yeah. But like kids these days, they don't understand the struggle of not having internet, right? Like. We don't know. We can't. Uh, kid, ima- we can't. These days, he uses we can't this. conceptualize not being connected. Yeah. No. Like I'm. Like I'm serious. Like my nephews. Right. They've never not had Wi-Fi or like iPads or been in an age where like cell phones weren't a thing. You know. Like for mm. us, it's like we're we're the last generation to have grown up pre-internet days and then post-internet days. So like. We didn't, I don't think, neither, none of us drove before like MapQuest and all that stuff was a thing. Cause like mm-hmm. we, I mean, we, we did print out directions via like MapQuest and like Yahoo Maps and whatnot. No, I remember, I remember maps. I remember like we had to have like physical maps. Usually, yeah, yeah but it. like we never really needed to use like the Thomas Guide and all that shit, I think. Is it it's like more what he's talking about? Like, you I know, know like having guide. everyone had that like giant Thomas Guide in their car. Remember that shit? I, I used one of those, but for deliveries, when I was doing deliveries. Oh, really? so that makes oh. sense. Yeah. Okay. I assume that you bash someone over the head with it or something, but yeah, I guess you actually <laughs> used it legitimately. 
Yeah, I just uh, legitimately use it, and then MapQuest became a thing. Yeah, see, I like did that shit out. Uh, no, when I when I first started driving, I think cell phone navigation was a thing, so like I didn't have to worry about it. Oh, but then no, I got I didn't, definitely I didn't start... not when when I first started driving. Yeah, it, printing yeah. out the directions from MapQuest. That was I think that was our generation. It was like you had to print it out, and hopefully you didn't you didn't end up in a vacant lot somewhere. When I first when we first started driving, not, most people didn't have cell phones. Yeah, they had just like we had just started cell phones and text messaging. Yeah. Because you guys got it, what, in like 2002, 2003? I mean, that's around the time. I mean, people had phones 2000. I mean, that was, you know, originally like the, the was that Nokia brick phone? Like all my friends yeah. had it like in the freshman, sophomore year. I didn't get a phone till like my senior year. It was a bit of a late bloomer. I didn't bloomer have a phone until sophomore, senior year also. But yeah. It was my dad's phone. It wasn't even my phone. Yeah, it was my dad's phone too, right? And my dad didn't use it. So I just, I used it. And it was, you know, I actually used it to call people with, you know, no one ever texted because it was like 10 cents or whatever the hell it was, right? Like, um, <laughs> and it was, uh, you know, and it's interesting now that you bring that up because now it's like no one uses the phone anymore and everyone's connected, right? <laughs> like, so yeah, like the, I mean, the actual function is like the function is gone from the phone line part. I think I was 18 when I got my first cell phone, like my first cell phone. I don't know. I was like 13, 12, 13. I had mine in like the no, eighth grade, 18, I think, 19, so. I think. Cause I started, I was working for the company when I got a cell phone. Oh yeah. No, I got mine in the, uh, the eighth grade. I got my first cell phone. So I started young, but that's just cause like my mom wanted to keep tabs on me. Cause mm -hmm. like I'd always be at the house and doing shit. So it's like, it was easier for her to give me a cell phone and call me to see where I was. Cause you know, like at the time she was coming home late from work and shit. So like, it just made sense. I give think I still phone. have my first cell phone. Oh, no, no, dude, it there's no way. No. Yeah. I think I have it. It's a Samsung 650 or some shit. Oh, I shouldn't know. A650. Someone look it up. It's like a silver flip phone. Very small. Yeah, no, I know what your phone you're talking about. Yeah, my first cell phone was like a Sanyo. And then I had like the Nokias and shit. But there like, are people who still have Nokias that work. Yeah, barely. It they're they're going out of um like out of network because they're three G phones and they're the most of the companies no longer are supporting three G. So like as of like twenty twenty. That was the peak else? right there. We shouldn't have gone further than the Nokia. Then that was the perfect <laughs> phone. I mean, the one where you play Snake on it. On, you had a, you had a, you had one game. You could text message, you could make phone calls, and it lasted forever. That was peak technology. The pe technology from then, it's been downhill. Dude, I've had the, I had the first Nokia camera phone. That's how like old school I was, dude. That's and true. how hip I was. I was a hip he had man. A camera remember, on his phone. Remember the first guy. text messaging phones? The phones like designed for text messaging? Oh, yeah, like the Kyocera so, slider and shit? The Kyocera slider, the sidekick. This is like a, oh, the LG man. flip phones. What, the, what are the hip hop guys? Are two ways or whatever R and B guys always Motorola talk about two Motorola the two way, two -way pages. Yeah, those were that's because people were text messaging was taking off, so people were buying that shit. Mm -hmm. I hated that. You, I was in college when I think they were. Yeah, we were in college. Out. Yeah, because you could always because they were loud, right? It's like click 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 click. You always knew someone was texting in class. Yeah, and it would like because it would flip open too. So it's like, good god. You know what's crazy to think about though? It's like there weren't. It wasn't really that long ago in the whole scheme of things. That was like two thousand and nine. Yeah, it was like two thousand nine, two thousand ten. Like scheme, the scheme of iPhones, smartphones, the things like we take smartphones for granted as like a given. It's actually relatively recent. Like 
they're not that old. They're what, ten well, years old? Yeah. Okay, yes. Yeah, so the, barely, no, not even ten. No, no, the uh, the first iPhone came out in like June of two thousand seven. It was my the year we were, I was graduating high school. Yeah, so roughly about so ten years, a little over than ten years. Yeah, about twelve years for Apple. Um, but yeah, they were like the first like legit smartphone. Then you had like the Motorola and the, the you Android. You had Palm Pilots before. Yeah, but yeah. they weren't. They didn't have like the applications and, and Blackberries. Yeah, they they, they the Blackberry were, they were, was the cons- was the big one, wasn't it? That was the. Wasn't yeah, the BlackBerry was like all the the rich businessmen use the BlackBerry? Well, the BlackBerry for a period of time they tried to make it more accessible than just for business. So mm-hmm. there's a bunch of we ended up there's a whole generation of us that grew up with cell phones with Blackberries at one point. The yeah, Blackberry, Blackberry, what was it? The Blueberry or what was it? The Blackberry Blue something? Uh, n- no, it was like the Blackberry Curve. There was the Curve, and then there was another one. There was a pink one or the small one. What was that called? Yeah, that, that was the Curve Mini and like the Curve Two. And Those the, were the, the ones we and everyone ended up with, and that's because you could BlackBerry Messenger and text mm-hmm. message and email. For a while, everyone had those, even though we weren't like businessmen. We didn't need our emails or anything like that. It was just that keyboard. Yeah, and then there's. There's still people who use Blackberries because so the thing about the Blackberry is um, for business people like they have the most encrypted like it's email server. The most secure, yeah, I've heard this. Yeah, heard um, this. so you you'll still see like older people with Blackberries, and it's like their second line, and they only use it for email. And yeah, because no one, no one's breaking into a like the way they break into the cloud. No one's getting into anything Blackberry. Yeah, look, man. Um, I don't know if I told you guys this like a few months ago, some random dude hit me up on like fucking Snapchat, like sent me messages on Snapchat. Um, so there's this new scheme going out. Right. And like a, to the point where like AT&T got sued for like $70 million by somebody because of this. Good. Um, but <laughs> like what, what people were doing is they were like swapping SIM cards. Right. So they would call, they would get your like, your AT&T account number and PIN and call into like AT&T's customer service. And then um, they would like switch pins or switch SIM cards. And then, so that way they had your phone number on their SIM card. Mm. And then they were stealing things from uh, like your bank account, like your email, all that shit. So like a few months back, I got a, I got a message from somebody on Snapchat mm. and it's like, Hey, I got your, uh, your Snapchat from Instagram. I got a business offer for you. I need a few SIM changes. I'll uh, I'll pay you five hundred dollars for each SIM change that you do for me. You know, like oh, I, I can give you Cash App. Yeah. So instantly, I knew what the fuck was up, right? Like this dude's trying to scheme some people, and so I responded with, "Yeah, for sure, dude. Send me your full social security number, a selfie of you holding six forms of identification, a picture of your closest friend that's signed by a notary, your blood types, uh, five letters of recommendation." A money order made out to Prince Akim of Zamunda, the account pin, and your maiden, your mother's maiden name, the street you grew up on, your iCloud passcode. I need some beard clippings, your father's DNA, the venom of three black mamba snakes, a toenail from Kobe Bryant, and three snail, uh, three strains of Gabriel Gonzaga's back hair, pre-coat, crow crop, crow cropped. And the guy's like, did have what a sense fuck? of proportion, did you? <laughs> no, no, no. Mm. take it, take it too far. So the guy goes, "What the fuck?" LOL. I was like. And I wrote, I thought you said this was a business offer. What is your counteroffer? I'm willing to negotiate. I can take a toenail from Vanessa Bryan if that helps. I was like, if not, I'll settle for 1 million SIM card changes. And then he blocked me. Yeah, well, I would have blocked you out of sheer spite anyways. 
<laughs> look man stop trying to scam old like one like i was watching uh like this thing on the news on it and some kid stole 24 million dollars from one guy off of that oh, shit jesus yeah because the guy had like 24 million in cryptocurrency so the dude like he hacked oh, into that's his okay. cryptocurrency that, no, that's okay. we 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 approve <laughs> of, of those crimes yeah so <laughs> 24 mil from that yeah, guy and yeah, then yeah, it's not a crime he stole a million dollars. The same kid stole a million dollars from some guy here in Southern California who had it all in like his savings account, right? Like he had a million in a savings account. It was like his life savings for the last 20 years that he's been saving up. It was his kid's college fund. And um, like the guy just took a million dollars. Literally in a period of half an hour, the guy got a million dollars from him. Like that shit is scary, dude. From in, the, in uh, cryptocurrency? Like, no, in his savings from oh, his from savings, savings account from his bank. Yeah. Because he changed the password so from his to, bank. I, I'll, to be honest, I, don't, I still don't know what cryptocurrency exactly is. So No just, one does. Mustafa tried to explain so, it to me, and I went, I just looked at him blankly. I was like, all right. Think yeah, just man, honestly, really all it is, is it's, it's, it's just like money, only it's not backed by, the, by a government. It's literally like everyone, every, the people who decide to ascribe to cryptocurrency went, Oh well, we're all going to agree that this is worth something, even though there's no physical, actual evidence of it, and it's not backed by any actual bank or any type of actual commodity. And we're just going to act as if somehow it's worth something. All right. After all that, I've, I, all I can say is that I, they deserve to get robbed. That's fucked up, dude. <laughs> no one deserves to be robbed of twenty-four million dollars. Yeah, if you have twenty-four million dollars um, in cryptocurrency, you're asking for it. Yeah, well, the guy is like, he won a $78 million fucking settlement from the kid who stole the money from him. And now he's also suing AT&T as well. Because this is like, I guess it was the second time he's gotten like his SIM swapped. Um, but they, so yeah, it's a win-win all that... around. AT&T gets sued. Another person gets sued. Like, I'm... Let them, yeah, let the, them, the kid's going to let yeah, them, the kid's going to jail. Let them sue each other into oblivion. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, it's pretty shady, dude. Like, things are crazy. And like... So that kid's getting like 10 years in jail for um, stealing the $24 million from that guy. Seems a bit steep. Which, um, yeah, I mean, you know, you could, you also get 10 years in jail for fucking walking into someone else's house, watching them eat ice cream on their couch and then shooting them to death mm-hmm. and then calling your boyfriend instead of calling like for help. Yeah, so I hear. Yeah, and that's a uh, talking about Amber Geiger here. The uh, the former Texas police officer who walked into someone else's house, saw him hanging out, mm. chilling in his own house, in his PJs, eating ice cream, watching TV, and decided, you know what? This guy's a threat. I'm gonna shoot him and kill him. Mm. Like, they were gonna let the, <laughs> the, the reason they were gonna let the defense, the castle defense, go, which was a really had yeah. people. Kind of lose their I mean, mind for stupid. a second because Horrible. Yeah. the castle defense is you defending your home. Yeah, <laughs> think so. she was in her home. <laughs> I mean, if you could use the castle defense for someone else walking into you, I mean, just imagine that the cops can now walk into your house, shoot you, and claim castle defense. Like that's stand yeah. your ground is bad enough as it is, right? I yeah. mean, technically, castle defense is just colonialism isn't it when you think about it well, it's literally it's, what, it's the, what europe did when it came to america well, council defense is some type of frontier it's like the idea is that you have the right to defend your property right like what mm-hmm. you own you can defend so you know if someone walks into your house and you accidentally shoot them that's castle defense right mm-hmm. but 
this is it doesn't apply in any way, shape, or form. Look, I mean, it, the people. Someone was joking that they should put this uh, case in the textbooks because it's the first time someone was ever held accountable. <laughs> what where, where, where was she? Oh, uh, people were surprised that she got caught guilty. That that in of itself, yeah, yeah ten years might, have, yeah. might be a little bit low, but still, it's the first instance or one of the first instances. There's a there's another case, if I'm not mistaken. Of someone actually, of a police officer in particular, a white police officer being held accountable for their actions, so that's a big, that's yeah. a big deal. That's a step in the right direction. But then people were commenting on the fact that that then the judge gave her a hug. Yeah, it's like there's a there's something the power of of white woman tears is enough to get people of color right. to go out of their way to comfort that person even when they're in the wrong. Yeah. Well, uh, Bottom Jean's brother also gave her a yes, hug. Yes, but that's different. That's a victim thing. Yeah. The victims, you, whatever you got to do to heal, whatever where you, what mm-hmm. you are psychological, that's a completely different matter. But a judge yeah. stepping down from the bench to hug the defendant who's just been Fucking found murder. guilty and sentenced of to murder. 10 years in jail. Like, mm. that's, like that's, a, that's one of those moments where you go, wait, What? Let's be real, dude. She's eligible for parole in five. She's going to get out in five. Well, like, maybe. Like, no, let's come on, man. We saw what happened with fucking Brock Turner's punk ass. Yeah, Brock right? Turner was a different, but Brock Turner wasn't even sentenced for anything particularly real. Yeah, she'll probably get off early. Five years, I'm not sure. Well, that's when she's eligible for parole. Yeah. But it's just like, I don't know, man. Like, they were they were bringing up people on the stand to say that like neighbors to say that well we've accidentally walked into other people's houses before too so that's why the castle defense stands here like wait what like how, do, how the fuck does that work like just because you've mistakenly walked into someone else's apartment means it's okay now then well, shoot the, someone part of the issue was that there seems to have been all sorts of other things going on one she was she apparently was hooking up with a married man with her partner her yeah. partner they were texting sexting or sending loot nudes or some shit like that and then there was all sorts of her like private social media where she had said things that come off as racist or at yeah. least indicated deep insensitivity so there was a there was mm-hmm. a lot going on there um but you know at least she got you know guilty that's rare you don't often see that yeah i know no one i, I mean you have to yeah. The, the prison you have to you have to really take it for what it is. Yeah, the yeah. prison the prison abolitionist in me isn't going yay wonderful, but the person in me that's seen case after case after case of not guilty, not guilty, not guilty is going, eh, we'll take this one. It's a lukewarm yeah, win, sound, but it's a win. You sound like the Hulk in uh, Endgame. I see this as an absolute win. Uh, it's not an absolute win, a lukewarm <laughs> win. You know, like like I think though tepid. Oh, sorry, tepid me. water. Yeah. I think it's important to, it's like, it's, you know, I'm not, yeah, I don't think 10 years is enough, but I think I'm more upset by the reality that there are people of color who have done less egregious crimes who have suffered longer sentencing than this. There is, I think is really, you know, what I think really is, is the issue a lot of the time, you know, something that should be brought up in this situation. There was just a case recently in the news of a guy who stole something like $50 and had ended up being in prison for something like thirty years. That's fine. Right? Like the yeah. There's there's some egregious examples of miscarriages of justice in this country. Yeah, I have a, I have a friend doing twenty years right now for drug charges. 
you know? Like, Damn. So yeah. it's like it's it's horrible. And I mean this actually it reminds me of the I I you know, I when I first heard the case, I, I thought that they'd said something about her having a couple drinks before, like her not yeah. being yeah. You know, and apparently not. I guess I guess they they had uh, cleared that yeah. like that there was nothing in her system is what they said. And, and and it reminded me of this old if you look up like so back before Dave Chappelle was pissing everyone off, you know, <laughs> in like 2003 he did the killing them softly stand up. And there's a really interesting one where he he does this thing where he's talk, talking about uh you know about how uh how cops plant uh crack on yeah, black spr- people and then, some crack sprinkle some crack on him and it's like it's like open and shake open and shut case johnson apparently this black guy came in and hung up picture of his own family (laughs) you know there's a whole he does a whole stand-up on it it's actually really funny i mean go and watch killing them softly it's his it's back it was back when he was still more idealistic and a little bit happier he wasn't so uh, he wasn't so uh broken at that point (laughs) because he was a broke man yeah apparently yeah you know but he seemed happier (laughs) it is what it is um are you guys excited for uh, the 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 movie release of the weekend? Mm, nah. the I mean, there was there was the uh, trailer that just came out, the Birds of Prey trailer, which oh, I didn't get. Mm, it's all right. It didn't look uh, but, uh, Margot Robbie yeah. and um, other people. <laughs> I mean, the best way to, to be to be fair, oh, yeah. that's really yeah. what Birds of Prey is, right? I'm not wrong. Yeah. I'm not wrong. It's Margaret Robbie. You know, it's not. It's not the great that you did it, but you're not wrong. Right. I mean, I'm not. It's not my proudest <laughs> moment, but it's an honest moment. Yeah. This is one of those moments. I saw the. I saw the trailer. It seems like they're they're going this interesting route. Um, people were really. Excited. Ewan McGregor's yeah, in it. People were excited that Ewan McGregor's in it. He's playing what? Black Mask or Black something? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Black, Black Mask. Mask. Yeah. So he's playing Black Mask, and people were really excited about that. They were excited about Margot Robbie. Excited the direction is going to take. They're very clearly going the whole, you know, Harley Quinn without the Joker, without Mister J. I thought that's yeah. kind of interesting. It's always I've always been a fan of Harley Quinn when she strikes out on her own. I'm not a fan of the mm-hmm. of her with the Joker. It's just that that I know it gets romanticized by people, but it gets romanticized by really sick people. It's an mm-hmm. abusive yeah. relationship that makes people that should make you uncomfortable always, right? Yeah. So yeah. I'm not a. It's not relationship. Yeah, I'm not goals. a fan of that myself. So whenever she strikes on her own, hell yeah, go for it. And then like especially her and the poison ivy thing, all for it. But honestly, I saw the trailer and went, I'm not overly excited to watch this. Yeah. And you know, I have to say, you know, you you glossed over. Mary Elizabeth Winstead, oh, which yeah, I'm a little she, bit upset. Oh about. yeah, she is in this, huh? I forget that she's in she's this. Huntress. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and uh, I think she's in that new Will Smith, the Gemini Man movie too. Oh, is she? If I remember correctly, yeah. But you know, more more specifically, you, you glossed over Ramona Flowers. It's a f- interesting because she's actually a lot older than I realized. But she's another one of those people that's like looks perpetually young. Yeah, she's actually yeah, older she's got than that us, uh, right? baby face. She's uh, she's uh thirty four. Okay, not that much older than us. Never mind. So not she's really that much age, older. She's older than us. Clearly older than but, year, yeah, by, by a couple of months, my, but yeah, like not really. For you, she's years older than me. So. <laughs> Excuse me, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, she's uh, yeah, no. We we're, we're we're both sponsored by Metamucil. I was, uh, um, just, I was the other day. I was looking at um, uh, uh, curtains. I was looking at curtains uh, and couches and and stuff. Uh, and my friend goes, "Oh, that's very Taurus of you." 
And I thought to myself, is that very Taurus of me or is that just I'm in my 30s? Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> you know, it's just it's a thing you do when you're in your thirties. You look at couches and shit, and it gets you excited. Like, yeah, that's a that's a that's a tourist trait to look at furniture. Oh, Taurus is a very <laughs> homey people. They like apparent, yeah, apparent, like if you comfortable. Be, if you believe, yeah, that you shit. know, like you're able to hang out and stuff. So right? They're like, oh, that's oh, very yeah. tourist of you. And I'm like, that's it. Feels like I, I, I'm I in like, my thirties type. <laughs> I like furniture. I I'm not a tourist. It's I'm like when you get excited it. to go to Costco. You know, like I've had that before. Yeah. And I realized like when I when I went to Costco to like to get food for like, you know, for a party or something or, you know, for like a family get together, I kind of went, hell, I really like it in here. You know, and I realized that was that, that moment. was the moment where we're, we're like the crushing reality <laughs> no, like, in my 30s. Once you start, in, once you, know? you actually like actively go for the for the free snacks, that's when you've gotten old because that's an old yeah. person thing. Right. Like, oh, we should go to Costco yeah. and. Try out the food they're handing the samples. Yeah. No, there was, uh, because it was like the Costco that was near a high school had just opened up like a year after, like our freshman year. And they were the first Costco in the area to have like an outside food area. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like, so you didn't need a membership to go in there and and buy like the hot dog and all that crap. And I remember, like, I'd eat there all the time because it was like the cheapest food that you can get in the area, you know, of, you know, and so we would spend a lot of time at that Costco, but we would never spend time inside. And the second I hit the inside of the Costco, I realized that I had also passed the threshold into my adult years. Because you have a Costco membership. <laughs> yeah, I went, oh, fuck. Uh, interesting. Okay, I wasn't talking about Birds of Prey, but there is a movie coming out this weekend, and it's Joker. Mm. So, mm-hmm. With jo- Joaquin Phoenix. Uh, yes, Joaquin Phoenix. Right. That, that dude's got the crazy eyes. Have you noticed that? He's got sorts of... I think he, he fits in that role. He's got that. He's got the crazy old white kind of white guy eyes. Mm. Yeah, I mean, from, like, the reviews about him in the Joker look good. You know, like him as the Joker. Mm. Yeah, well, he's like, nuts too, isn't he? Isn't, he, isn't Joaquin Phoenix kind of like crazy in totally real life? Crazy. Yeah, yeah, I figured as much. Well, it's because like he wasn't like pegged to be the star in his family. His brother River was. Oh yeah, River, yeah. And then River. I always forget about away. River. Yeah, well, he was just, like, just before our time. Like, you know, like, he had died when we were still pretty young, right? Yeah. I mean, he died in the early 90s, mm-hmm. was it? So. Yeah. yeah. But they were also part of that, uh, weren't they part of, uh, they were part of a cult, too, like the Children of God or one of the, like, that sex cult, weren't they? Oh, shit. Hmm. I don't know about all that, man. <laughs> I don't, I didn't study his history that much, but, but yeah, no, I, I just remember his, like, I I didn't know much about River because like the the first um, Phoenix I ever saw was Joaquin Phoenix and that was in um, Gladiator, um, and then like you know once you start like watching those like I love the eighties and I love the nineties and shit and like you hear about River Phoenix and then like the older I got I started learning more about him and how he was like pegged to be like the next like future breakout star of Hollywood, so I could see why Joaquin Phoenix yeah. is a little. A little yeah, on edge. He did have that like one like interview on like Jay Leno where like I guess he was in character and but like, no one knew he was in character. Like on... Yeah, no one knew he was in character except for him and like the director of his movie. Like David Letterman was pissed about that. Like I think like he banned him from his show because of that. Mm. He's like, look, if you're gonna come into my show in character, like that's fine. Just tell me so I could prep. Look, for honestly, it. the only yeah. thing I I want from this Joker movie is for it to be over already. Why I'm is that? so tired of logging onto Twitter and fucking seeing all the Joker avatars and AVIs. 
Everyone has made, painted their face mm. into Joker AVIs. The, the right wing incel losers are doing it unironically. Then leftist Twitter is now doing it ironically. But whenever you do something ironically, it eventually ends up being just sincerely. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. At this point, I'm like, yeah. I, I can't log on to Twitter because all I keep seeing is a bunch of fucking losers dressed up as the Joker as if it's the most original thing ever. It's like, for God's sake, find yeah. something else. I always you think know, it's interesting, too, because, you know, a lot of... Um... You know, I think kind of the interpretation of Joker is someone who has uh, who is at the end of his rope, who kind of lost everything. And, you know, the madness made him somehow successful in his own weird mind. And I'm just always kind of wondering, I'm all like, how do how does anyone attribute themselves to this character at all? You know, like I, I don't I never understood the, the actual connection between that outside of some weird cursory. I'm so special. Well, that that's what it to, is. Uh, I mean, only you know, I like, think in the pre-modern world. You had characters like the Joker, right? Deities, entities, spirits, whatnot, forces of chaos, from Tiamat and Mesopotamia to Loki and Nordic mythology, right? But mm-hmm. you would tell these stories and you would hear these legends and, and whatnot in these mythologies, and you understand them for the, what they were. Warning, <laughs> right? Yeah, Don't yeah. be that person. But there's something about, like, there's an emptiness that comes with, I think, postmodern people the experiences that we have in our generation there's a there's a sort of emptiness in which we really associate with fucking anything we're such a vacuous people we really are mm-hmm. we're so vacuous that anything that catches our attention anything that's trendy we associate ourselves with and like deeply yeah, so true. in like really dumb ways. It's why we ship the way that we do. Right. Like there's nothing wrong with shipping inherently, but you make it into a fucking personality trait where you spend hours upon hours retweeting the ships or, or K-pop, right? K-pop is fun. Yeah. It's entertaining, but seriously log on to Twitter and go to any hashtag and it's filled with the K-pop stands. Yeah. What Literally, is that? All they do is fill up. They go to every hashtag it has nothing to do with K-pop, but they just fill the hashtag with K-pop videos and whatnot. Why? Because they've made it a personality yeah. trait. Everything is about I, so-and-so and so-and-so and BTS or whatnot. It is what it is. Blackpink and right. girl uh, love or whatever. Really va- that's what There's something so vacuous. That, like We're missing something in the way that we identify ourselves. Maybe it's because there's a collapse of these older totalitarian identities right religion nation state etc and so as a result we end up clinging to anything and the joker ends up being one of it It, it's all it's for every fucking loser that thought they were edgy because they made Mm. you know a joke in high school about dead babies or something and you're like like, right every fucking gamer that you meet i have a dark sense of humor no you don't you're just not funny <laughs> it says every every single gamer. How many gamers have you met, V? That say that exactly. I'm, I have a dark sense of humor. No, you don't. It's the same old shit. It's I swear to God. And Ali, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for interrupting you again. <laughs> no, no, that's fine. But um, you know, we uh, I I don't actually think the episode came out, but we talked last week about you know how I work in a lot of conventions and whatnot, mm-hmm. right? And somehow we managed to fuck over Kato Kalen one way or another in our lives. Hell yeah. Um, but there is a weird. It's an interesting thing because a lot of them self identify as. You know, these uh, I'm dark and I'm mysterious yeah. when in actuality, you know, it's like they really are like living with their parents. Right. Yeah. Or like they're really not doing anything. That's like I always think it's funny. I always think it's interesting, too, because a lot of them 
you know, they, they talk about, oh, well, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a really sarcastic and dry personality. I'm like, people who say that don't tend not to actually be yeah. that way. It's kind of a You're sarcastic and dry. Kind of weird You're not going to self-announce as sarcastic and dry. It's really weird because, you know, we do a lot of things. We have a lot of shirts that I sell that talk about, you know, that have like sarcasm one way or another with like a rabbit on it or some shit. And people are like, oh, that's totally me. It doesn't really make it never made sense to me to do that, to advertise your own sarcasm. Mm. So yeah, as, speaking as someone who's been told, I've been told I'm sarcastic a lot of the time. You know, yeah. I don't know if I, it's true or not, but like, you know. Mm-hmm. No, you're a snarky fucking sarcastic asshole. I don't know what you're talking about. What's particularly yeah. interesting about this iteration of Joker, so setting aside the fact that just identifying with the Joker is fucking dumb as hell, right? Yeah. Oh, same thing with people who identify with as sociopath. If you're a sociopath, you don't identify as a sociopath, right? Like you don't, you don't yeah, like you say it. Fuck you, Diz. You don't actually say <laughs> it. But, you know, people who say that they're looking for attention. They're looking to feel special. You're not special. You're a neckbeard, fedora wearing loser in your mom's basement. All right. Yeah, we used to call them edge lords. Yeah, edge lords. Right? They they're still edge lords, right? And unfortunately, now edge lords have become mainstream. You fucking Fox News is trying to be edgelord so the problem with this particular one is that it's presented as a sort of social commentary without directly saying this is a social commentary very clearly kind of builds on this kind of idea that society is pushed around this person and then it finally there's a breaking point and that's when he becomes the joker right there's a sort of origin story here very different from the kind of previous iterations of the Joker to some regards. Um, and Todd Phillips, or Todd, whatever the fuck his name is, Todd Phillips, I believe. Yeah, right? Todd Phillips, yeah. Who has kind of been faced with a little bit of backlash from from certain circles. is going, oh, you're capitalizing on the incel uh, phenomenon, right? Has now gone to the point of making this all about uh, PC culture. and Oh, it, PC culture, it's gone too far. It's killed humor. You can't make... First of all, no one is seriously saying that watching the Joker promotes violence in the same way that playing violent video games don't promote violence. You don't become violent doing so. The mm-hmm. few segments, few small level of critics, went, mm, maybe not a good taste, maybe a bit of an issue, maybe exploiting incel stuff was enough for this fucking person to turn himself into this, you know, victim charade of, oh, whoa, me. Look, bro, just because, you know, Hangover 3 sucked balls doesn't mean that everyone's <laughs> lost their sense of humor. Get over it, yeah, right? It was, it was yeah, a terrible it was a movie. shitty-ass Todd movie. Phil- yeah. But I mean, Todd Phillips, I mean, obviously he hit it. He hit it big with, uh, I think it was, did Old School also, like, you know, yeah. which was, which I loved. One of my favorite you know, movies when we were in high school. Uh, yeah. Hangover 1 was amazing. Yeah. I think, Ali, you and I watched it yeah, twice. Yeah, we loved Hangover. It was great. But here's the thing. Yeah. The problem is that whenever you set yourself up by saying, hey, I'm going to make a movie that is going to be a kind of a social critique, then you got to be able to accept that people are going to critique your critique. They're going to yeah, call yeah. it out. If he was just making a movie, Batman Returns or whatnot with the Joker, it is what it is, right? People will watch it and yeah, they'll say, yeah. oh, it was a good representation. It was a bad representation. It was good acting. It was bad acting. But he set himself up by saying, by by basically orienting this in a particular way. I do think it's interesting that he's chosen to make the Joker in this way. There's something co- certainly compelling about transforming the Joker from a pure villain and a force of chaos into a person who is pushed too far and then becomes that way. The only problem is, is as compelling as that narrative is, it does create a certain implicit critique. And that is Mm. that the problem is not the individual. The 
problem is society. And that is the exact language of the incel, of alt-right, of the anti-feminist movement. That is their language. Now, no one's saying you can't make a movie that way. No one's saying you can't co-opt their language. But guess what? When you do, you're going to get called out on it. You're going to get critiqued about it. The fucking, the fucker is so thin-skinned that he can't handle critique directed his way so he can make a movie where he critiques society but heaven forbid a couple critics throw something his way oh it's gone too far pc culture good god yeah it's i mean it's it's ridiculous because he he, i think in his quote he had mentioned you know it's like you can't argue against 30 million people on twitter or whatever it is and and well number one it's like if you're if you're that insulted by twitter i mean (laughs) that alone yeah you know, is is kind of ridiculous when you're thinking about it, right? It's literally like you just, I mean, fucking turn it off and keep making your movies, yep. right? And you know, and he he had blamed you know wokeness and all that shit, like you had mentioned, mm-hmm. and like you know, and he's like he's he's talking about how it's like somehow it's killing comedy. And I think we're seeing this we're seeing this kind of trending in comedic circles now, right? But I I think there's a there is a marked difference. Uh, there there was that George Carlin like a little George Carlin snippet that was going around Twitter for a while. Right. Mm. And you had mentioned it before Ellie too, where it's like, there's a difference comedy, you know, like the best comedy, the timeless comedy is the one that doesn't punch down, you know? And like the strongest comedies are the ones that don't come from this like shade of bullying. Right. Mm. And I think it was his bitterness with the fact that he couldn't adapt to the realization that you know what there are other voices in here and they don't like what you're saying Mm, right and mm. they don't think that your comedy is funny anymore you know just because society changed right does doesn't mean you know it's like society changed like things things happen we all we all get voices you know things hopefully are getting you know going to the better uh you know and he's upset somehow because he can't make the same hackneyed bullshit that he used to Mm. and get the same amount of money or the same reaction from it anymore Mm -hmm. it's fucking stupid yeah, I, I, I mean, I don't know what it is, man. These people, like, yo, if you can't argue with 30 million people on Twitter, then don't, then don't right? Like, I'm pretty sure, Ali, you get fucking tweets every other day, every time you tweet, mm-hmm. like, by some fucking asshole on Twitter calling you, like, a terrorist mm-hmm, or some shit mm-hmm. or, you know, telling you to go back to the desert with your Shania Long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, yeah, you know, I like, just ignore 90% of the tweets that I, are sent my way anyways. Yeah, so it's like, if you can't, if you can't handle it, then and fuck off um i mean it, it, it kind of sucks because like i think for us the joker is one of our favorite villains i I know like personally speaking he's one he's of my favorite villain, villains of all down. time yeah. yeah there's like there's a lot to him um v do you want to get like to like the origins of the joker and shit well you know i want to first uh preface this by saying you know i i'm i'm in the boat with Ali a lot of the time now where it's like he was one of my favorite villains you know but now it's like he's been you know, it's just he's been he's been co-opted by so many ridiculous personalities that like there's a lot. I'm, I'm kind of sick of him now in that sense of the world. And like and I think what happens is, you know, a lot of people kind of I, the same thing kind of happened with me and Deadpool a couple of years ago was like I was really big into Deadpool. And, you know, it, it the direction of him of his character kind of changed. And I don't hate him or anything, but it's not nearly as like the impact of that character no longer has the same resonance, you know, when it comes to reading their storylines or any of that stuff. Um, and it doesn't, you know, it doesn't help that, you know, he's being, you know, he's being connected with all these fucking virgins and all this other bullshit either. Uh, but you know, so 
the origin of Joker is interesting because, you know, he started in the 1940s, actually. So, you know, and this character has gone through these like constant reiterations. I mean, it went from being a character who was about, you know, there was the cl- the crown prince, prince of crime character, mm. right? The, it was uh, kind of hackney. He was he everything was themed as a joke. He was an aristocrat, right? Like there was a there was a, a jocular and jester like mm-hmm. quality to him. And then as the years went on, he evolved into something much deeper and something much darker. Right. They turned that. They turned that part into something that was that was a mental illness and that was connected with, you know, this kind of insanity that people, I think, you know, all kind of uh, look to as interesting. Um, you know, I almost look at it as almost the same way that, you know, that the when Stephen King did for it, the clown in the sense that there's this this uh, um, ancient being who found out the thing that, you know, who fed off of fear and who knew that clowns was the thing that children feared the most we naturally became a clown right i think it's the same thing where joker started as a clown but i think they realized that as the weird the turning of the of of contram being this kind of you know funny cartoon character in real life into this almost dark demonic being they also kind of turned the joker at that same time also right and that was in you know the 80s um so i mean this one is different i think uh according to like the the critics had talked about the Joker, because they had done the pre-screening, they talked about this movie is, you know, it's, uh, I mean, the, the character's name is is different. I think his origin is completely different in the movie as well. So, like, Todd Phillips completely changed uh, kind of the origin story of the Joker. But originally, you know, he was this down-on-his-luck comedian, right, who, uh, you know, who was who turned to petty crime to be able to make it. And, you know, he, he became the, uh, the Red Hood, and he got fallen to a vat of, you know, chemicals, which bleach his skin and all this other crap by Batman. So, you know, that that was kind of the original story of his. And then eventually, you know, that was uh, with guys like Alan Moore's Killing Joke and everything else that was uh, written in 1988, you know, kind of the 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 darker parts of himself got fleshed out. And what's crazy about that is we talked about how the Joker how, how Ali and I are kind of sick of this kind of Joker character because of the saturation. And even Alan Moore talks about how He's kind of sick of it because he thinks that he kind of he kind of started, you know, the snowball effect, you know, that killing joke Joker was original at its time. And it was so good. And it spun itself into some really unoriginal content, which I always kind of find interesting mm. about things. Alan Moore is kind of self-deprecating, right? Like he that's the way he does things. He really doesn't like his stuff being depicted in media outside of his own writing right. already. So it's kind of hard to like he's a fucking weird ass fucking you know, Merlin wizard beard and shit. Yeah. He's always casting spells or writing chisels and shit all over his house. Mm. You know, he's always talking about how this character, he, he almost regrets writing it mm-hmm. because of the way the direction took and how everyone kind of bastardized it. He tried to do something different and it became mundane, Yeah, you know? Um, so, and, and now I think, I think we're seeing that now it's like they, they look at the, the, the killing joke Joker and they basically took that killing joke Joker and they, made him into kind of the canon the same way that they took Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark and changed Tony Stark into Robert Downey Jr. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, so there's, um, you know, I don't necessarily, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know if you guys are really interested in seeing this movie. I'm kind of on the fence about it. Honestly. I mean, I'll like, go and I'll see it. Um, but I don't have high expectations for it. I also yeah. don't think it's nearly as controversial as people make it out to be. I think the the yeah. way that they're talking about it as being controversial is hype is is a kind of manufactured crises by people like mm. Todd Phillips, right? 
who's yeah. trying to make his movie something that it's not by doing like but he's trying to basically champion it or orient it as like look we're fighting against all these societal forces that are trying to silence us and against pc culture and woke culture reality is that it's probably none of that it's probably just an ordinary movie yeah will it be good probably maybe not who knows walking phoenix is fantastic i can say that i'm not entirely on board with the sort of neurotypical portrayal of the joker where he seems mm. to like there seems to be an implication that he's atypical in his thought pattern or there there might be asperger or autism or like some type of, he's not he's atypical like i'm not entirely on board with that I think there's already a vilification um, and demonization of that as it is. And it seems like cheap and lazy writing. But, you know, I'm not going in there expecting fucking a masterpiece. I'm I'm going in there expecting a comic book movie. Yeah, and even then, like that's uh, they're you know they're they're talking about uh, the credits who've watched it kind of been like this is, and even theaters. Or like this is not a kids movie. It's not a movie yeah. for for people who are looking, you know, who who want to who wanted to watch Dark Knight or yeah. you know, it's not really a comic movie in that sense. It's like, as I understand it from the critics that I read about, it's like a brutal. It's like you know, it's a good couple hours of like, like brutal mental destruction oh, and like watching someone break down and like there's this weird like, you know, almost like they talked about like was it the uh, taxi cab was it is it the taxi driver with uh, Robert with De Niro. Yeah, yeah, like there's like you know it's like you know you're you're uh, it's unsettling and it's almost like torture porn in the sense that like there's a constant like breakdown of this of this guy and he's constantly being destroyed and then there's a weird catharsis in the violence right like it's uh there, there's some there's some problematic elements from you know from what other people are talking about you know yeah I mean I'm 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 still excited to see like how Phoenix plays him um you know because like. There's been there's been a lot of people that have played the Joker, um, and and for the sake of time, I only really want to talk about like five of them who I think like did the best job of playing the Joker. Um, I think uh, John DiMaggio from uh, Batman Under the Red Hood did a really good job of playing him because while it was an animated uh, movie, and he did a voice he did voice acting for it, just the way like he was able to channel like that darkness, like, you know, like because. In, in under the red hood that's when like he kills um the the second robin uh todd what's his name todd something not todd oh, jason todd jason todd yeah where he so he kills jason todd you know like so like that was pretty dope um you can't talk about a joker like iteration without talking about the original joker who is caesar romero because he had like a more like whimsical like and he, he like take on to the joker and he brought him to life um, and then I think Jack Nicholson kind of barely edged out Romero with the way he played the Joker. Cause he played him a little bit darker than Romero played him, but he also had that, like that same like whimsy that, that Romero had. Um, my favorite iteration isn't who I think like everyone else's favorite is, but Mark Hamill from yeah. uh, Batman uh, animated series. Like, I think like for, for me, like his voice is the voice of the Joker, yeah. right? Maybe it's because I grew up with them, but like, even when they did, um, when they did uh, the Killing Joke uh, animated mm-hmm. movie, like they had Mark Hamill play the Joker in that, and I felt like he brought, like, he was the best part of that that uh, animated movie. Even though like the the rest of the movie sucked, but like Mark Hamill's voice as the Joker and how menacing he was was great. And then I think like 
the standard now for like actors is going to be Heath Ledger and his take on the Joker in the Dark Knight is like he he literally like tried to embody that character and like he he stayed in like a hotel by himself for like days like talking to nobody just trying to like become that character so that was pretty awesome you know like and for a lot of people that's when they think of the joker they automatically think of him um and then i honestly man my least favorite joker even though like he wasn't in the suicide squad for much but jared leto was shit in that movie and like i think, I think it was the, he tried back it was a i don't know man. An interesting attempt at a take but i think i think the editing didn't help him I think mm-hmm. he edit, got edited out like 90% of his shit. Mm-hmm. I think also he was trying to go for like younger crime lord Joker. It just, yeah. I don't, it didn't, it didn't work, but I, I could see what he was trying for. And I, I can appreciate that. Yeah. You know, I mean, honestly, like compared to the backdrop of the suicide squad, like, you know, it doesn't it doesn't help that he was part of this. This sh- you know, his, his Joker iteration was part of a shitty movie. Like, I don't think that helps. I'll either, never you know? forget like, how they treated <laughs> Enchantress. They had an opportunity there, and an opportunity. Yeah, they yeah. ruined it. Fucking ruined it. I literally it, watched it. I was getting my haircut today, yeah. and I literally watched it while I was getting my haircut. And I didn't realize this. Like, she's doing this like weird. I was arm just dance about to say that. I'm like, I don't time. understand why yeah. she's belly dancing. <laughs> <laughs> to destroy the world, like again, I'm not sure what belly dances they watch, but they don't usually start the end of the world or an apocalypse. So I, I, I thought she was doing the worm like you do at a I'm stadium. Like, you know, like whoever told Cara Della Francesca or whatever her name is, Delavine, whatever her name is, whoever told her that that whoever gave her that direction should be shot. <laughs> like, you're the enchantress. I thought they put a frog down like, her you're, shirt. A, you're an enchantress. I want you to go up there and squirm. You want me to what? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I want you to squirm because you're casting a spell. What? Hold on. <laughs> I mean, I I don't I I still have no clue what the fuck that movie I don't was about. Either. Man. Like, what? I, Why was she? Wait, what? I don't understand. I'm okay. We're gonna. I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop myself right now. The last thing I need is high blood pressure late at night. <laughs> I got to teach tomorrow. Like I'm just, I'm just not going to do that myself because yeah. we could have a whole episode of me ranting about Suicide Squad because I literally, besides Amanda Waller and Viola Davis, who's always fucking phenomenal, the movie mm-hmm. was one of the worst. I mean, even Will Smith couldn't save that movie. And I love Will Smith, right? No. Right, minus no. his, uh, mm. his genie shit. But it's like, like, Honestly, facing. honestly yeah. like that movie was i don't know what happened yeah yeah, yeah. No i think everyone will agree with you though honestly like i don't know many people who like the suicide squad yeah. movie well apparently they like i don't think anyone they now got the suicide squad 2 and birds of prey no, dude, they're doing a whole reboot yeah. they're doing a oh, reboot a because reboot. people like margot robbie and they like and they they think that she's like big a big enough star to make franchises out of but they didn't think uh, the Suicide Squad was good. Like, they I just like her. I mean, again, I'm, I like Harley Quinn. Bro, she's hot and she's blonde. That's what was people want to really see on, it, on their screens. Margot Robbie? I don't think she's a brilliant actress, but I think fucking people are obsessed with her. She's a sex symbol. Oh, really? You know? Yeah, dude. People are obsessed with Margot Robbie. She's like... White girl. 
Uh, you say that, bro, but nerds love her, man. Ever since that fucking Wolf of Wall Street movie, like oh, people yeah, have been obsessed with Margot Robbie. She's certainly pretty. There's no doubt about it. But really, Harley Quinn. All right. Yeah. All right. Harley Quinn. Whatever it is, we're we've got a bunch of fucking more of her coming. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a okay bunch more. <laughs> did we get through all your um list? So what was that? We did. Heath Ledger. You said was the. My... Uh, but for you, Mark Hamill. I think Mark Hamill, for me, is the the yeah. best like iteration I, of the Joker. I, but I think I I agree with you that when I hear the Joker, I hear his voice. Yeah, but but I think on, on screen representation, it's, uh, it's also I have to say that I also think Batman animated series is the best a- Batman representation I've ever yeah. had seen. See, it depends yeah. on what crowd you're going around though, because like you know at these at these nerd shows, the Matt Hamill Joker is. By far the most beloved. The, yeah, the Mark Hamill, right? Like, the Heath Ledger Joker is beloved, but, like, you know, um, you know, the animated series is kind of held in this kind of much higher regard, yeah. I think, um, depending on what circle you go to. Now, you go to mainstream, everyone knows Heath yeah. Ledger, right? Like, yeah. Yeah, so, and I mean, I, it, just, and, it really and, just depends yeah, on where you go. And, and, and that's, why, that's why I have Heath Ledger as number one, because in the mainstream crossover, okay. right? right? Whereas I think, I think for us, like, purists and nerds, you know, like Mark Hamill is yeah, the Joker yeah, for us. For me, but... Batman animated series, hands down. Yeah, I'm with yeah. you. Kevin Conway, yeah. Mark Hamill. All right, let's end it. I mean, it's a great Let's marriage. end it here. Uh, I think we had an interesting conversation. Started off in the tech world, ended up in the fucking nerd comic book world. Fitting, currently nerdy episode. Um, if you mm-hmm. enjoyed this episode, let us know. Let us know who your favorite Joker is. Uh, and you can do so. Diz will let you know how you can get a hold of us. Yeah, Facebook.com, Facebook slash current or Facebook.com slash currently nerdy. We're on Twitter at currently nerdy, Instagram at currently nerdy, Tumblr, currently nerdy.tumblr.com, YouTube, just youtube.com slash currently nerdy. We're on Stitcher, Google Play, and the iTunes podcast app. So make sure you're subscribed. Uh, give us a five star rating and a review, please. Um, and make your friends subscribe to us. You're not a good friend if you don't make your friends subscribe to currently nerdy. Uh, if you want to get a hold of us individually, you can. V, how can I get a hold of you? Find me on uh, Twitter and Instagram at VTRAN214. That's V-Y-T-R-A-N-214. Or on my website, thesoundslayer.com. You can catch me on my website, aliolomi.com, on social media at A-A-O-L-O-M-I. I released another brilliant Wednesday thread. Check that out uh, on the pre-Islamic deities of Arabia. Uh, You can also find me on our sister podcast, Head on History. Diz. You can find me everywhere at Dizbulla and also uh, on our other podcast called Currently Nerdy Sports. We're waiting for iTunes to pick up the RSS feed. Um, but if you want, it's on soundcloud.com slash currently nerdy. So you can go and check out episodes one through four on there. For everyone here on the Currently Nerdy, thank you for tuning in. And remember, stay smart, sexy nerds. All hail the Currently Nerdy Empire.